the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is a personal marriage advisor, American Talisha Delmar. Hi, Talisha. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So how are things in the U.S.? You know, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic right now. So we're, we're pretty much still locked down. So we're all managing the best we can in, in these, in these turbulent times for sure. What area of the USA do you live? So I live on the East Coast in a state called Maryland. And so it's, it's a pretty nice area. We get to experience all four seasons here. I've been here most of my life, but I told my husband if he's willing to move, if he even says the word, move. I'm I'm packing up and I'm going, I'm ready to experience a different culture, a different environment. And so, but you know, he, he wants to stay here at least, you know, to our kids, you know, um, finish high school. They're in middle school now. So we shall see, but so far it's so good. We kind of like the area. I understand that you are a personal marriage advisor. So why did you decide to become involved in that type of work? So essentially, unofficially, I started this over a decade ago in my corporate job and my role as a manager and eventually a director, I had the opportunity to hire people and I would hire them, you know, out of college. And so in my position, I was able to see them blossom into getting into relationships, getting engaged, getting married. And I find myself, you know, saying, okay, meet me, meet me in the lunchroom. Let's have a conversation about, you know, this, let's have a conversation about that. And they would share things that they were experiencing. And so I, I kind of officially kind of rolled into this, got into this role because I was, I found myself giving a lot of unsolicited advice and people were like, Oh my gosh, Talisha, I didn't believe you. I'm so glad I had you to bounce ideas off of. And so I just kind of love the idea of doing that. And what it did, Nigel, for me is that it reminded me of my background. And so, you know, I was raised by a single mom. So I didn't have the luxury of having a two-parent home and being able to see how you have a thriving and healthy relationship. I just didn't have that in my house. And so in my extended family with aunts and uncles, many of them had been married, divorced, married, divorced, you know, unhealthy relationships. And so I found myself saying, I obviously cannot be the only one in this predicament of really not having a good foundation before you get married. And so with with thinking about my background and realizing that I, I felt like I was kind of behind the eight ball and then just being able to experience and see the people in my corporate job, it just kind of rang true for me that, you know what, I should really make this official, get training for it so that I can help any 
even more people navigate through the ups and downs of married life. And so I'm excited to be in this space. Um, it actually fulfills me when I can help people improve their relationships. Um, and that just kind of brings me joy. Well, you mentioned your husband earlier. How long have you been married? So I've been married for 19 years, Nigel. We're coming up on 20 years in March. I'm excited about that. And unfortunately, because we're in the midst of this global pandemic, we won't celebrate by doing anything traveling related. But yeah, we're going to be knocking on 20 years um, rather soon. And so where we are today is nowhere near like we were in our early years. But I'm excited that we've gone this far. It's been a bumpy road, but we're excited um, because honestly, those bumpy roads have made us even stronger where we are today. So you mentioned uh, bumpy roads or bumps in the road. So what type of challenges have you faced during your marriage? So when my husband and I got married, it, it was interesting. We didn't have a lot of conflict with us directly. Our conflict came because we didn't know how to handle outsiders. And what I mean by that is, for instance, my husband had a daughter. So she instantly became, you know, my stepdaughter or uh, shall I say my bonus child. And at that time, she had developed a wonderful close relationship with her dad. She was a daddy's girl. And who who am I to come in? And now she's having to share her daddy with this new woman. So we had a lot of blended family issues to kind of work through that kind of made things really rough for us in the beginning. And then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, well, I did mention earlier, but I, I was raised by a single parent, my, my mom, but I'm the only child. And so when, you know, the idea of me getting married and her baby no longer being her baby, you know, it was challenging for my mom. And she kind of poked her nose in a lot in our relationship and just created some extra things that we kind of had to deal with that just kind of created some strain in our marriage. So we had the the mother-in-law, the meddling mother-in-law issue from that perspective. And then my husband, his parents, unfortunately, both passed. And so my husband kind of took in his younger sister. And so we had to immediately, you know, have her in the house. And so naturally, you know, it was just so many dynamics between his sister, my mother, and his daughter that those three things caused a lot of strain in our relationship. And that was even before we started to get into our own issues. So, you know, we had that. And then, you know, I lost my job. And so naturally with me losing my job, living on one income when you're accustomed to living on two incomes, that created a different dynamic as well in the marriage. And so, and then it's just the regular humdrum of day-to-day stuff. So we, I'm not saying we experienced it all, Nigel, but we definitely had a number of bumps in a road in our marriage that honestly has gotten us to the place where we are today. So how did you improve your marriage? How did you make it better? Well, first of all, we, before my husband and I got married, our, we, you know, we went to a church that had premarital counseling and we were fortunate enough to have premarital counseling. And at that time, you know, it was nine months. So I really thought we were going to be set up. I thought, okay, we go to this nine month premarital training. We're going to be good to go. And so I think it was a bit, sla- a, a big slap in my face and realizing that, oh my gosh, even though with all this training, we still having these problems. And so one of the things that I told my husband, I said, you know what? This is much bigger than us. We need a third party. So we actually agreed to get counseling and he had his own counselor. I had my own counselor and then we saw the counselor together. So we made a commitment that 
although things had gotten bad, although at one point in our marriage, we started talking about divorce, we just made a commitment to say, before we throw in the towel, let's give it a go and really put in the work. And so we started to see counselors, which helped us to see, you know, the things that we could do differently to kind of make improvements in our marriage. And that has been a real game changer for us. So what do you consider the top three mistakes that men and women make in their relationships or their marriages? That's a great question, Nigel. I would say the communication. The challenge is there's either a lack of communication and, you know, holding stuff in, not sharing your true innermost thoughts and feelings, that can create havoc because sometimes spouses kind of expect, oh, well, you you should know me. You should know how I feel. And we should not expect our spouses to, to be mind readers. And so, so when it comes to communication, and a, a lot of times it's, it comes as a result of having a lack of communication. It's not enough talking going on. And then I would also say on the other side of the spectrum, or, or shall I say the other side of the communication spectrum, You have people who do talk, but then they're not using the right words or they're not using the right tone. And so sometimes how like if you if you're talking to your spouse and you're talking in an accusatory manner, your spouses now become defensive. They're not even listening to you anymore. And so the argument is no longer about the argument that you started. But now you're arguing about the tone and why you're accusing me. And so when it comes to communication, it's such a big umbrella, but we really have to talk about either it's not being done enough or when it is being done, making sure that it's effective communication. So I would definitely say that's one of the biggest mistakes in in relationships. And what about the other two? I asked you for the top three. It's so many, but I would say when there is conflict, many couples sometimes believe that when they get married, that Mm. we should be all aligned all the time. We should just automatically, we're soulmates and we should agree on everything. And I I like to remind couples all the time that it's okay to have a disagreement. Um, It's okay to not have, to be on the, to have the same mindset because you're both individuals with your own experiences, your own morals, your own education, your own influences that shape the decisions that you make and how you feel about certain things. Having opposing views is not the problem. What's the problem, Nigel, is how we handle when we're having opposing views. And so if we don't know how to have a conversation where we're having opposing views and not be able to have a a respectful conversation, not hitting below the belt, not yelling, not criticizing. And and some of this kind of seeps back into the communication, but it's a matter of how we handle this disagreements. And so sometimes for couples, they want to withhold sex. Sometimes couples want to just be like, well, I'm not cooking today. Or sometimes like, well, I don't want to be around you. The appropriate behavior when we feel like when we have opposing views about something. So I think one of the biggest mistakes is when there is a level of one couple wants thinks A, another couple thinks Z, that's not the problem. The problem is how we handle not being on the same page. Um, So I would say that that's another mistake. And then thirdly, I would say probably expectations. When it comes to expectations, either your expectations are unrealistic or they are uncommunicated. And so typically when you're frustrated with your spouse, I always say that uncommunicated and unrealistic expectations is the foundation for frustration. So if people are experiencing frustration in your in their relationship, it's because their spouse didn't do something that they thought they should have done. 
or the spouse did something that they thought that they should not have done. So that's where (laughs) frustration comes in. And so when you can get in alignment about expressing your expectations, what you think about on certain subjects, I think that that kind of paves the way for better communication. I do a weekly relationship vault session. And one of the questions that come up a lot is related around trust. And, you know, spouses, you know, should I share my password or should I, you know, should I let them see the code in my phone? And all of this comes from trust. And, And I always go back to, well, do you define that as cheating or not? Like, have you have you accused them of cheating? Is there been infidelity in the past? And so sometimes in relationships, you know, we have this this thing of, well, my spouse doesn't think anything is wrong with this, but I think there's something wrong with that. Well, what is your expectation? How do you define cheating? Because how you define cheating may not be how your spouse defines cheating. And so it's having those conversations to make sure that your expectations for what you expect them to do in the marriage, you need to make sure that they are aligned with what your spouse's expectations are. So when people approach you for advice and guidance, Mm -hmm. what type of issues do they bring to your table? A lot of them are related to trust. Trust has been compromised in the marriage. And a lot of times the offending spouse they realize that they've caused hurt in the marriage, but the challenge is they want to move on. They want to just not talk about it ever again. And they just want it to be a fresh start. Whereas the spouse that has been hurt is hasn't been fully healed yet. So there may be times when they still bring it up. There may be times when they need, you know, maybe they want to see your password because they don't trust you because of something that that the offending spouse has done. And so a lot of the questions that I, I do get are centered around when trust has been compromised, you know, my spouse doesn't understand this process. And so the thing that I try to reiterate to couples is that it is a process. And the challenge is, I don't want to be sexist because men cheat and women cheat, right? But a lot of the questions that come to me is when the the husband has cheated. And and the one thing that I have to reiterate for, for the husbands is that it is a process. And while you don't want to talk about it, talking about it may be a part of her healing. And then I also like to remind the husbands is that you have to ask the question of the wife, what do you need to do to help them heal? What do you need to do to help rebuild the trust? And there needs to be an active conversation around that. But then my my conversation with the wives is that because a lot of wives, not not all, but a lot of wives just expect that since the husband did the wrong, he should figure it out and fix it. And many times the husband don't know, the husband does not know what the wife needs to be healed. And so I always like to remind the wives that they should get counseling on their own because now that they have trust issues, they need to help someone uncover and unpack what they're going through. But then they also have to be in a position to share with their husbands what do they need for their healing? Because quite frankly, the husbands generally are clueless about that. They don't know what they need. They just know that they've, they caused hurt to the spouse and they don't want to talk about it anymore. And they just want her, want to hit the refresh button and they don't know what the wife needs to get healing. And sometimes the wives don't know either. And so I have to remind the wives, well, if you don't know what it, what you need to help heal and rebuild, don't expect him to know. He's not going to know. You're in the best position to know what you need. And so if that means, you know, sitting on the couch and holding hands, if that gives you a level of security and comfort, you have to share that with him because he may be trying, but it may not be the thing that you need. 
And so that's why I always encourage the women, you may want to talk to someone to kind of help you uncover the things that you need. So you're in a better position to tell your spouse what you expect of them to help heal in this journey. Does that, does that make sense, Nigel? That makes a lot of sense. People need to take accountability for what they do in their relationships. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult to move forward. Right. Absolutely. So besides helping others through their marriage difficulties, what other interests do you have? Quite honestly, Nigel, I'm a pretty boring person. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, you know, my husband and then I have three children. And, you know, right now we're in the midst of homeschooling. We're well, not homeschooling, but, you know, they're they're doing school at home. So that's a dynamic in of itself that we're trying to get accustomed to. And then I have a dog, a cane corso. 182 pound dog, mind you. So between all of that, Nigel, I really don't have any other interests. <laughs> my family and my, my love is bond business is really what takes up all of my time. I enjoy all of it, honestly. So what are your plans for the future? You know, my goal, Nigel, is I really want to help. So there are a lot of people out there that say they want to help people save marriages. And I, I'm in that bucket too, but I, I refine mine a little bit more specifically by saying, I just don't want to help people save their marriage, but there are people right now in a marriage where they are just glorified roommates sharing kids and bills. All their conversations are strictly transactional conversations. And what I mean by that is, What's for dinner? Did you take Johnny to, to practice today? Did you check Sally's homework? It's very transactional conversations. Well, we're going to watch on Netflix tonight, right? But there are a lot of people who are existing in marriage and it's just whole humdrum. It's just a blah marriage. And so one of the things that I want to do is not just save marriages, but I want people to be happily married. And I think the happy is the part that's kind of weighing in marriages because now it's just, it's just a partnership, a partnership, uh, where it's, it's more of a business partnership. Who's doing the chores? Who's taking care of the kids? You know, what we're going to watch on Netflix and what are we eating for dinner? But your marriage is so much more than that. It's so much more deeper than that. And so when we can get back to having date nights, when we can get back to learning one another, growing, having meaningful conversations that's outside of the kids and the bills and the household chores, that's what I'm into. And so I want people to not just be in a marriage. I want them to be in a thriving, happy marriage. So that's why I say my mission extends beyond just saving marriages from despair and divorce. But for the people who are just like, when, when you ask them, how's your marriage? And they're like, it's okay. To me, that's not good enough. Okay, marriage is not good enough. You should be like, oh yeah, we're, we're good. We're excellent. We're doing amazing. And so my mission goes a little bit more than just saving marriages. I really want people to to expand and, and grow together and have a strong, loving bond, which is why I call my, my company Lover's Bond. It's all about building a strong bond between two people. So, Talisha, how can people contact you? Well, you can catch me online at loversbond.com. Um, and honestly, Nigel, for your audience, I will say that, you know, when you go to the website, there are three guides that I have and they're all free. It's the Lover's Bond Guide to Turn Up Your Marriage. And this is for the couples who are like, I don't know what to do. I, we need to spice up our, our married life. And so the Turn Up Guide has a list of over 100 things that couples can do 
to kind of keep the spice alive in the in the marriage. And so, and I broke up the categories into fun, interesting, and romantic. So depending upon the vibe that you want to have, um, you can certainly find something on that list to do. And honestly, you know, with it being so many things on that list, you can literally like every week do something off that list and then just hit rinse and repeat the following year. So that's the turn up guide for those who just really need to do something for their marriage. And then I also have the butter up guide, the lover's bond guide to butter up your marriage. And so, you know, as we talked about earlier, Nigel, about communication, communication comes in all forms, right? So there's talking. And then I also, you know, a lot of people are texting. And so I thought that this would be a good way for couples to text one another. So in the butter up guide, I've curated 20 or so texts that you can send to your spouse to put a smile on their face. If you need to break the ice when you need to apologize for something, right? Or if you want to send your spouse a compliment. So there are some curated texts that you can um, send to your spouse if you want them to think about you in the midst of the day, you want to put a smile on their face. So that would be a lovely um, guide as well for your audience if they're interested. And then last but not least is the Lover's Bond Guide to Man Up Your Marriage. And so this is for those who may have some challenges in their marriage and they just need to try some things to kind of pretty much almost like hit the reset button. And so if there are couples in that realm, then that would be a good guide for them. And so these are free guides, no charge at all. But if you're interested in the guides, I would definitely have them, your audience to go to loversbond.com and check out which guide that they would be interested in. Well, Tanisha, that has been very interesting and intriguing. Thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. Nigel, I so appreciate our time together and I, I appreciate you and I'm so excited about the work that you are doing. So I wish you well. Nigel Beckles. Chalk Hill Community Radio. Every Saturday, interesting conversations with interesting people. Featuring interviews with award-winning authors, relationship and life coaches, therapists, musicians and a wide variety of people with intriguing stories to share. That's every Saturday, 6pm GMT. Interesting conversations with interesting people. On Chalk Hill Community Radio. Keeping the community connected. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.